2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: The Sports Bar with danger and Vitaglia. Bills Dolphins. Picked off by Terrell Bernard! Mike Danger.
4: The Bills aren't going to be scared of Miami. They're going to go into this game, whereas we might view Miami as this team that just put up 70 against another professional football team. The Bills don't care about that, and they know this team is a team that they beat two out of three times last year, including in the
1: postseason.
3: Gene Bataglia.
1: My concern about this, there's the two guys in the back end, Poirier and Hyde. Do they get beat over the top? Does Tua pick apart? Are these Dolphins receivers running back at all? Are they just going to run past? These two guys I'm gonna be fascinated How McDermott plays Those two guys this week The
5: cheetah Do whatever you want bro I don't on it.
1: Buy yourself that the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift romance is a PR stunt. Wow.
3: Colin Kaepernick. J-E-T-N. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. The guys, emotional times in Baltimore and right around baseball
0: after the passing of Hall of Fame through baseman Brooks Robinson. You've got the postseason shaping up. By
1: herself, it's actually a good thing for <laughs> baseball to have new blood in the playoffs. I want to buy this so badly. Nice pass across, scores! Brandon viral lets it grip.
0: Buffalo's 4-1 win and of course, Sabres are right back at it tonight. 95 95- Seven FM and
4: AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Hey, welcome on in to the Sports Bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us this afternoon in The Fan, Rochester. Gino, I'm going to ask you to carry because uh, we've got Derek the pizza dude in here in the Sports Bar right now. A little maintenance, cleaning things up a little bit. I have a theory. The Dandelorian is abusive. I think he's abusive whoa. to our equipment. I think whoa, he whoa, I think whoa, he takes whoa. out his frustrations on keyboards and buttons that, that are right in front of him. And, um, well, I, thank so you, Derek. Thank you for, for switching on the keyboard. The keyboard, when I tried to log in, the O key on the keyboard was stuck. So somebody must have really, really hit that
1: O key really, really hard for it to get jammed into the keyboard. All right. So, so look, like, like you say, let's kind of pause here. All right. Who else might have been in the studio between last night and today? There's one person. Nobody from PXY would have come over. Why would they come into the sports bar? They I mean, they're allergic to sports. Sports is. Sometimes they will use this as kind of their, you know, their green room, mm. so to speak, in the morning when mm. they're doing their thing. Yeah. Not likely. Not today. I'm trying to defend
4: Dandelorian. I know you're trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm putting it out there. The Dandelorian is abusive to the equipment. He abuses and beats up on the equipment. He's taking out his frustrations on the equipment. You know how frustrated he is. You know what he confessed to us. We can't send him tweets. We can't tweet him.
1: Well, this is funny, actually. Like I, I'm like Dan. Can you grab this? And usually. There's a few ways you can communicate. I think the least obtrusive, most obtrusive is texting. Well, actually, calling, then texting, then email, and just the t- direct message. Like if you see something like, hey, Dan, can, can, can you do this for the show? And send him a note today. And granted, it was like around two o'clock. It was a rather late request, so I'm not upset or anything. It's like, Dan, can you, oh, you know, I didn't see it, Gene. Why? Well, I'm not getting all my messages. Well, how's that? I haven't updated the app. His app still says Twitter. How he's, long ago was that? He's still got the bird logo. He's refusing to update to X. I, I just imagine
4: Elon Musk sitting somewhere on a pile of a million dollars, just scratching his head, wondering how, how he hasn't been able to convince the Dandelion
1: in Rochester to convert to X. He's probably thinking, should I just eliminate him altogether from my platform?
4: <laughs> I'm just going to eliminate him altogether. I, again, like I just have visual uh, visuals of billionaires who just snap their fingers like Thanos and then people just disappear in an ether because they're aliens and we can't relate
1: to Taylor Swift, uh, Elon Musk. They just snap their finger and boom, the Dandelion is dust. You said that yesterday too on uh, Thanos. Like there's a whole segment that I'm just like, that I, I don't get that reference So. Well, I think a lot of people would.
4: Really? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, the, I, 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 you've heard of the Avengers, right? Those movies were like the highest grossing movies of all time. You maybe didn't see them. You right. didn't see them personally. So it's a but they are in the highest grossing. It's like the highest grossing franchise of all time in movies, as far as movies go. I'd I i, I I'd say it's pretty mass appeal, even if you're a little bit of a nerd like me.
1: Nerd! I, not your dude, thing no not totally my fine thing. I, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that didn't Avatar is not yet. really my thing and everybody no, blue seems blue people walking around no. everybody seems to have watched that
4: movie too I don't get it but yeah, to, to each their own but Thanos is a comic book character who takes over the universe and he has the power to snap his fingers and make half of the population disappear and so when I think of mm. the kind of power that gets wielded by billionaires, that's the visual that just kind of automatically defaults to, to the visual that defaults in my brain. I think, OK, uh, if you're Elon Musk and you see this guy in Rochester who sits in here for three hours every Snaps day, his fingers, snap his fingers, yeah. and you're either going to comply or you're gone, pal. I'm well, just going si- to snap so my fingers and half the, the population is I gone. I appreciate the cliff notes here. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. You don't have, yeah, and, and if I'm spoiling it for you, if you've never watched the, and you're you're pissed off that I just spoiled it for you. Listen, it's been how many years? G- get it together. If you're into, if you're interested in it, go watch it. There's there's got to be a statute of limitations on spoilers and when we can actually spoil things for people.
1: Yeah, he's a bad guy.
4: <laughs> and the
1: Dandelorian, the Dandelorian will not comply. You know, it's spoiler alert, like the Sixth Sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, it he he was dead all along. Oh. Oh my gosh, I can't believe oh. I did that.
4: Oh, Gene Terrible, terrible. Uh we appreciate you joining us this afternoon. <laughs> We're off. We're off. All right, there we go. I got I've got I've got what I need. You got a new keyboard. Got a new keyboard cuz the O button was jammed into the keyboard like violently pushed into the, the casing of the keyboard. Now we're good. We're set, and I'm ready to set the table. We've got a great show lined up for you. We appreciate you listening at 95.7 FM, AM 950. We sound our best in the free-to-download Odyssey app. You can get us on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan, and our video stream is up and running for you now as well. You can watch us at The Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch later this afternoon, right around 425, our buddy Armando Salguero
1: from Outkick.
4: Joins, he's the r- real Mr. 305, joins us at 425.
1: The original, Armando. We love Armando, and, and certainly he covers the NFL at large, but... What's the story right now in the NFL? It's a team that put up 70. So Armando, who cut his teeth with the Miami Herald, now uh, covering the sport nationally. And this is the game of the week. Buffalo and Miami. We'll get his thoughts on this and you know, what happens in this game. We'll ask him about some other things going around the league, too. I'd be curious to get uh, Armando's thoughts. And I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about the Jets here. You know How much of this is New York media generated? Is there really some friction in that locker room? Could the Jets actually be? Be looking at other quarterbacks to bring in? They should. We'll talk to Armando in the 4 o'clock hour.
4: And here's what's on tap in the sports bar, brought to you by Three Heads Brewing, Rocktoberfest, Lager, Malty, Sweet, and such a treat. It's great for this time of year. Get it before it's gone later this hour. P.J. Glasser, the host of BetQL's Send It In stops
1: by. We'll get some winners from P.J. as we look ahead to week four of the NFL. P.J.'s money last week, it was an ugly backdoor cover, but <laughs> Army covered for those we and bet on it, but I had to laugh on that one. He's like, no, always take the points in the service academy, so uh, PJ was dead on on that, so we'll get his thoughts. He is going to pick the Bills and Dolphins from a betting perspective right now. uh, Last look, that was Buffalo minus the three, so looking forward to PJ coming
4: up. He is the host of Send It In on the BetQL Network and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider PJ Glasser joining us at 325 Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. You can join us by calling 866-4FAN. Our phone number, 585-866-4326. We've got a round of shots coming up during happy hour after 5 o'clock. We'll get to some news and notes from around the NFL. A, a Buffalo Bill gets recognition. Well, we got breaking news here, too. And breaking news
1: in the sports bar.
3: Ow! Ow! Ow!
1: It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Dane time just got traded. Not to Miami. Yep. Not to Toronto. To another team in the East. Anybody want to guess? Damian Lillard is heading to the Milwaukee Bucks. Three-team deal. Phoenix also involved in this. So Portland's getting Drew Holiday. They're getting DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Tumani Kamara, Milwaukee's 2029 20, first-round pick. It's unprotected. Aiton's going to Portland, you said? Correct. Got it. And unprotected uh, pick swaps in uh, twenty eight and tw- in 2030. So that's... <laughs> the uh, NBA. Yeah, the NBA is like... Milwaukee- 2030. It's it's seven years away. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry. Go Why ahead. Not? Well, the PGA Championship is booked out to what? 2050? <laughs> It's, this is insane.
4: Like, I, when the 2030 draft rolls around for the NBA, we're going to be talking about that
1: epic deal that sent Dame Lillard <laughs> to Milwaukee. It's insane. So the Suns get uh, parts in, in this deal. They just wanted to dump Aiton, apparently. One of them being, and this is the second time he's come up in the show this week, a uh, former Duke player, Grayson Allen. He's a rat. So he's now uh, Allen's in Phoenix? He's in Phoenix. Okay.
4: Um, I... I Hey, good. I guess I, I I'm still left with this sour taste in my mouth with the way the Bucks' season ended. I'm sure they feel the same way, which is what provokes a deal like this. Is is Dame and Giannis? Are they compatible? Are they are they going to be? I I just I'm out on Giannis. I'll say it. I know he's a star, but 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 you weren't moved by his speech nope. last year that I'm this out. is just a I'm journey. Out. I'm out on Giannis. I'm out on Giannis, that, that you know, the season isn't a failure. The, the, the season isn't a failure speech was enough for me to be out on Giannis. He's a great player. Doesn't have the killer instinct. Don't necessarily think he makes others around him better. And now I wonder what he and Dame will be like. I mean, look, they're both obviously extremely talented, and it'll be interesting to watch. But I'm not really excited about it for... For either of those guys,
1: no, this is it. I think this is Milwaukee ownership recognizing this is it. Do we really think Ante DeCumpo is going to be retiring a buck, or is he eventually going to end up in Los Angeles like many of them do? Sure. So he's got two years left before a player option in twenty twenty twenty. Six, So 25-26, I'm trying to say, uh, which means, all right, we've got to do something right now. So this is how the, the game works in the NBA. All right, we're going to give up the any hope in the year 28-29 and 2030. Um, let's try to win while we have this superstar player. And that was a disaster, them losing to Miami in the first round last year. I don't care what anybody says. I know Jimmy Butler is great, but you cannot lose as a number one seed in the NBA. What did you work all season for? Dame time brings a different element here. There's somebody that that, that is one of the tops at that position and he's never won anything. So I'm fascinated. I would have to think they had to let these two guys talk this through. Like this wasn't done. Like Dame was digging in like it's Miami or nowhere. If if that's true
4: is he happy about the idea of playing In Milwaukee. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these players want to play in Miami for multiple reasons. Because one, it's Miami.
1: Two, it's Pat Riley. Three, it's Florida. Okay, and in sidebar with Florida, your dollar goes further with the state taxes. I don't know exactly what the tax ramifications of going to Wisconsin are, but I would think Florida would have to be better. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Well, that'll be interesting to
4: see. Uh,
1: with this upcoming
4: season. And and we talked about it briefly yesterday during shots that Dame would probably be dealt before the start of trading camp for the Blazers. And here we are talking about a a Damian Lillard trade as he gets dealt to the Milwaukee Bucks as part of a three-team deal. Yeah, I'm I'm out on Giannis. Give me more Jokic, less Giannis. That's where I'm at. I, I love the players who are all business, make others around them better, and have that killer instinct. And that's what we saw out of Jokic last year. And with Giannis, I feel like we saw excuses. I feel, you know, And he got his, his title, and nobody can take that away from him. But the way last season ended, I need to see more again from Giannis. I'm not convinced that he's not soft, mentally and physically. Uh, this move let's see let's see what it does you, you for for anybody that wants to say that the season wasn't a failure, then explain to me how you a one seed lose to an eight seed and then as a result, have your head coach who won you that title lose his job season was a failure let's just call it for what it is it's fine you can use that failure propel it to you know greater heights in the future but don't don't come at me with it's not a failure no it was a failure. You can grow
1: from that failure, but your season was a failure. Well, wow. the thing that drove me nuts about that, too, how many people on social. See, uh, this is what we should be showing our kids. Okay, we're not. This is professional sports. They're getting paid. You, you, you don't. Fine. You, you talk in a different way to your 10 He's speaking the language of losers.
4: He's speaking the language of losers. You lost. Own it. Was it a failure? Yes. Yes. It doesn't mean that 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 I'm done. I'll be back. We'll be better. But was the season a failure? Yeah, it was a failure. We failed. I would have loved to have heard that. And I think that's, you know, a, a, Jokic for for as goofy as he was at the end and, and not wanting to be there for the parade and all that stuff. Like I just think that guy is all business. And he makes those around him better. He always seems to make the right decision with the ball in his hand. I'm I'm in on players like that, players that make others around them better, and I'm out on the selfish players. I'm out on the players that you know have
1: excuses. And- or oh, like the like the Giannis clip in Philadelphia, where you know the guy's up on the ladder fixing the net and you know knocking it. It's like he <laughs> something's off with that guy, and I, I I just get the impression that Milwaukee ownership knows. This is it. So let's go all in before he leaves. I giving up. Holiday. I think he's a glue guy. That's something, and I understand why Portland got him because Portland's not going anywhere. But any team would love to have a Drew Holiday. So yeah. I would expect him to get moved uh, before the end of
4: the uh, season. You know, would be excited to talk about this would probably be Bart Winkler. Like if if Bart, I wonder what Bart's original, uh, you know, what his take on all of this is as a Milwaukee guy uh, and somebody who's who's been a part
1: I f- of that. Feel bad because Bart. Well. First of all, I think Bart is a friend of the show, and now he's on CBS Sports Radio on Saturdays, which is great because you hear him with his takes on the NFL and college football, and it's just kind of even keeled. It's a, it, Bart is a different pace. I think he's great. He's no nonsense. I always interrupt him with Fisher football. I could just uh, picture like you know like okay here <laughs> we are well. That's sorry, sorry,
4: Bart. Uh, I don't know if they made this announcement. Speaking of talent on the CBS Sports Radio network. I don't know, Gene, we haven't even talked about this. We're getting a new morning show on the Fan Rochester. <laughs> oh, you're telling How did I miss this? What? I, I this is it's oh, it's out there. DA no. is moving on. Uh, he has a new opportunity. And I imagine that with D.A. and his life and and everything that's happening in his world right now, he probably jumped at the opportunity. I imagine it was more money. Uh, but the new morning show, and I don't have an effective date on this, Maggie and Perloff will be moving ah. to morning. So who are Maggie and Perloff? Maggie and Perloff are you would hear on CBS Sports Radio if Danger and Bataglia didn't exist on the fan Rochester. If Thanos wiped us ah. out, you would have Maggie and Perloff every afternoon. Um, and Perloff is uh, famously McLovin. you you remember right yeah yeah so
1: so uh, i i can't because we're on the same time i don't know how maggie i guess we'll kind of listen together perloff is all i know about perloff is
4: smart dude maggie bill's mafia that's good news okay we got to get her on the show maggie bill's mafia perloff smart dude used to write for si so maybe he still writes for SI. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, Megan Perloff, I don't have a start date on that, but that, that is happening. So if you want to uh, wish uh, our friend D.A. well on his new endeavors, feel free to do so. I, I know uh, a lot of people have already. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet, but I'm sure for where he at, where he's at right now, his stage of life, uh, it was probably a, an opportunity he just couldn't pass up.
1: Yeah, but we're still going to have to get him on the show, especially when Syracuse messes up or Beheim says something or... <laughs> Is Bayhem <laughs> going to say something? Oh, Bayhem! Oh, Bayhub, Bayhub, well, say something. Oh, by the way, the Syracuse schedule's out. Danger! So, oh, you have that. Uh, Do we have uh, any highlights? Anything there that you no? Know, we already we already knew the non-conference because they kind of l- put that piecemeal out. But now that the conference schedule's out, and you know, it, it is what it is. You look at it and I'm like, all right, yeah, you know what? They'll, they're going to be they're going to be sixteen and fourteen again, right on the bubble, and nah, oh great. yeah, and they'll be nit bound or not. Uh, Bill's back to practice
4: today uh, as they get ready for the Dolphins on
1: Sunday. Yeah, and their injury report just came out. And there are six guys on it. So, And all of them not uh, Veterans Day. So Ryan Bates and Leonard Floyd not practicing with ankle injuries. Also Saran Neal not practicing with an ankle injury. Micah Hyde has that hamstring. He did not practice today. Jordan Poyer. The other safety, he's got a knee issue, did not practice. And Taron Johnson, he was limited. So let's review. There's four players in the secondary right now. Poyer, Hyde, Johnson, Neal. Three of the four not practicing altogether. Taron Johnson, uh, limited. All right.
4: We'll keep an eye on that here through the course of the week, especially on Friday as we get closer to game day and uh, see how everybody is uh, trending for kickoff. Come Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock, you'll be able to hear the action On the fan, Rochester, starting with our pregame coverage at 9 a.m. And with practice, with the injury report, we should also make mention that today, Bill's linebacker, Terrell Bernard, was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. We kind of said that on Monday, right? Like, we looked at that stat line. I'm like, that's impressive. He's going to be the Defensive Player of the
1: Week. The only only other player I thought maybe they could have gone, Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks, and that was a very sound Cleveland uh, performance. But what Bernard did to be the first guy since 07, uh, since Urlacher yeah. in 07, to put up that stat line. And it wasn't just garbage time takeaways. That interception in the beginning, that was big. They, they were all timely. So... Bernard playing in the Sean McDermott defense here. Very exciting. I cannot wait uh, to talk to uh, P.J. Glasser and get his thoughts. Maybe I swayed him because when I went on his show yesterday, Danger, you know, talking about this Miami offense that's rolling through, I'm like, yeah, things have changed here defensively. Sean McDermott putting his fingerprint. And no, Terrell Bernard is not Luke Kuechly, mind you. But that's what Sean McDermott wants. He wants fast linebackers. So where the Dolphins have Fast speed. and smart. Correct.
4: Yeah. And Bernard, I think, checks those boxes. I mean, whenever we talk to a Bills insider, and Matt Perino yesterday mentioned, and look, look, McDermott knew before he drafted Bernard he talked to coach at Baylor and, and learned, like, Bernard is intelligent. He's a smart player. And you can see his instincts on the field. Like, he is instinctually... To our eyes, better than what they had in Tremaine Edmonds. Of course, Edmonds physically more imposing, physically more dominating. But Bernard has the instincts, the smarts. And today, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week award for seven total tackles, two for a loss, a couple of sacks, a pick, a fumble return, and a pass defended. Pretty impressive stat line for Bills linebacker Terrell All right, PJ Glasser, you mentioned him, Gino. He is the host of BeckQL's Send It In. We'll get some winners from PJ next. Here in the sports bar, Danger and Battaglia on the fan, Rochester
0: Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A U D A C Y on
5: today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account, and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
1: The step
0: back three, you bet. Music.
1: You set my world on fire. Yeah,
0: and great. even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Linebacker Terrell Bernard is the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. This for his efforts in the win over Washington. Now it's Miami Week. Head Coach Sean McDermott says holding onto the ball is going to
6: be key. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, when you're playing a team like an explosive team, a team that scores like this, this offense does, and um, you you have to play a complementary game, um, and so all three phases have to have to blend together and, and work together. So um, it's certainly going to take all of us to get it done. PJ Glasser,
1: host of Send It In, will join us next here in the Sports Bar. Big trade in the NBA. Damian Lillard. Heading to Milwaukee, it's a three-team deal involving Phoenix. Portland getting Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, some draft picks. The Suns getting four players in the deal. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester.
3: up a stool and join us 585-866-4FAN 866 4326 the sports bar with danger and battaglia on the sports leader 957 fm and am 950 the fan
6: rochester yeah very good i mean they are they're all um as advertised i mean they're they're explosive anybody that touches the ball can score uh whether it's a What you think is going to be a two-yard run turns into a you know a a crease and a a gasher. Um, Same thing with the with the passing game. So um, Coach McDowell does a great job of um, just moving guys around, creating um, you know different uh, styles of offense. It's uh, it's a handful. All right, we're joined now by the
4: host of Send It In, Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Bills head coach Sean McDermott right there talking about the Miami Dolphins and that Miami offense. will talk Bills, Dolphins, and which way PJ is leaning for Sunday's game. Uh, PJ, before we get started here, I've I've been trying to keep tabs on on Major League Baseball as the regular season winds down, and I know that there's a disappointing team out there in San Diego. I have a lot of really really talented players. One that you might be familiar with, but his name escapes me right now. He used to play for the Orioles back in the day, so I know you you know you're familiar with his work, but they, you know since Joining San Diego, they just haven't been able. Third to... baseman? Are you talking about that guy? I can't. Who is why, that? Why is it escaping me? I can't for the life of me remember who is PJ. Do you know who I'm talking about?
7: Oh, guys, the name escapes me. I think it's Manny. Uh, Manny Machado. We got Machado. We got Soto, and we got Fernando Tatis. I feel like that should be that should be Baltimore's team. Quite frankly. <laughs> well, in, in what what players. town do
1: they play in too? <laughs>
4: They play in San Diego <laughs> It's an old timer. That's an old timer. All right, PJ, thanks. Good talking to you. Talk
0: to you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, first
4: of all, thanks for having Gino on. Uh, send it in yesterday, and I know we're going to talk Bills and uh, and Dolphins here in a little bit. Let's let's get into some of this uh, action here uh, for Saturday and college football. And, and you've
1: been man, you've been lights out with college oh, football. So we're, how about that backdoor cover for Army? Now we couldn't bet it, oh. but I thought you would like right. Oh, there it is! Like everybody could take a deep breath there, PJ. Good, good on that. Always take the points in the Service Academy.
7: You know, guys, we had the right idea with that game, right? Like Syracuse came out sluggish. Army went on like a ten minute drive to open the game. They were up three at halftime. And then Syracuse kind of started playing. They got up, but like you said, we uh we got the backdoor cover. And then the Qs have a big game this week, guys, against uh against Clemson, which I'm sure everybody in your area is looking forward
4: to. Well we can't bet it, but but tell us which way you're you're leaning on that one. Give us your give us your breakdown of, of Clemson
7: and yeah. Syracuse. So last week, guys, we we faded uh, Syracuse. But this week, I actually like them quite a bit. And, uh, you know, shop around a little bit. Make sure you can get Syracuse at the plus seven at the key number. They're one of the most underrated offenses in the country. They have one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the country. And Garrett Schrader, ACC's got a lot of talented QBs, as we know. Jordan Travis, Riley Leonard at Duke. uh, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami. Obviously, Drake May at UNC. But Schrader's really good, and he's a really good dual-threat quarterback. And, like, if you're Clemson, guys, like, you get recruited to go play to Clemson to win ACC championships, win national championships. We're heading into week five, and their season's pretty much already over. They've suffered two losses in the conference. They're not making the playoffs. And this has happened for, like, three straight years. So guys, upperclassmen that are in that program that, like, had aspirations of going deep this season – and now it's week five, like, what's their kind of psyche? What's the locker room vibe like heading into this week? And for Syracuse, we know it's all systems go. They're undefeated. They got Clemson at the Carrier Dome this week. I like Syracuse, fellas. I like them plus seven. I think there's a chance they could win that game outright.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been a while since uh, the, the Orange have had this kind of platform, as they will on uh, noon on Saturday. Uh, another game we're all going to be paying attention. This is what's great about the SEC. Like oh Miss, <laughs> they get done with their battle against Alabama. <laughs> oh, now they're back home against LSU. Uh, uh, two yep. ranked teams here. The over-under on this one, 67. Um, y- your thoughts on this game is it's actually LSU going on the road and giving two and a half.
7: Yeah, high total, Gene, this week, 67. I, I like the under, but I really like LSU minus 2.5. It feels like every week in college football, we kind of get a line. It was like Florida State Clemson last week, where FSU is only 2.5 point favorites, and you're looking at that one, and you're like, why is the spread that small? This, this week's kind of like that game, where, you know, it might not be pretty for most of it. Maybe Ole Miss is winning in the second quarter early parts of the third quarter, but I just think LSU finds a way. I I think Ole Miss is very overrated. I don't think Jackson Dart is very good. Their defense, I don't think, is all that great either. And LSU, guys, I think people just kind of wrote them off after week one against Florida State. Didn't think they were going to be any good. I think they're the best team in the SEC. I think all the other teams in that conference have kind of showed us that they are certainly gettable. I know LSU struggled a little bit with Arkansas last week, but... I like them to bounce back. I think Jaden Daniels has a big game this week, and uh, I like LSU. Anything under the three, I would take the tie.
4: I can't remember if it was you specifically or Beck Ql specifically that, that hammered the, the Bama uh, Ole Miss under uh, for, for last week. We have Bama again here against Mississippi State, PJ. Uh, you've got your finger on the pulse what's going on with the Tide. Tell us about what you like in this matchup.
7: Danger going right back to the under at 47 and a half. I don't think the books are adjusting enough. You know, obviously, Bama had this stretch of pro quarterbacks, whether it was Bryce or it was Mac Jones or it was Hurts or it was Tua. And now, obviously, the quarterbacks that they're throwing out there each week just aren't, aren't getting it done. The old line's not very good. They don't have weapons on the outside. The play caller, Tommy Reese, who came over from Notre Dame, been very unimpressed with him and then on the flip side guys like we all knew it was going to be a tough season for Mississippi State and you obviously have to feel for them with Mike Leach and everything that happened but like the kids that were recruited to go play for them it was all because of the air raid offense like that's what they recruited for and they completely changed their offense with Zach Arnett taking over and it's just been a struggle for them on both sides of the ball but especially on offense and it's Porous as Bama's offense has been, the defense has actually been pretty good, and I think they're going to be good again this week against Mississippi State. I think Bama's offense is also going to struggle, so... Guys, until further notice, keep taking Bama Unders. I like it again this week, 47 and a half.
1: Yeah, PJ, uh, before we go over to the pros, and certainly we want to get your thoughts on Buffalo and Miami, any other college games uh, that you like this week or you want to avoid? You've got Notre Dame-Duke, uh, where the Irish go on the road. They're giving up five and a half. You've got uh, Colorado again, another big underdog. Do the Buffaloes at home uh, end up covering this points, or maybe even better in the over-under that 74? Ridiculous. Thoughts on uh, maybe anything else that we haven't asked you about?
7: Yeah, the Notre Dame-Duke game, guys, that's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, Notre Dame, how how do they kind of bounce back after that loss against Ohio State, as heartbreaking as it gets? Duke, for real. I mean, Mike Elko's a really, really good coach, and Riley Leonard's a very good quarterback. College game day is going to be there for the first time ever. That's a tricky spot for Notre Dame. I do think Duke might have some issues Uh, hanging with the Irish in the trenches. But I think that's going to be a fun game. I do like that over, though, in the Colorado-USC game. I think much like last week against Oregon, Buffaloes are just going to have no answer for the opposition. USC is going to be able to do what they want offensively. But unlike Oregon guys, I think Colorado is going to be able to score some points on USC as well. Lincoln Riley, he still cannot figure out the defensive side of the ball. The offenses. Year after year, whether it's Oklahoma, USC, they're fantastic. Defense, still not impressed with it. So it's a high total for Colorado, USC, guys, but uh, I, I do like the over in that game. All
4: right, PJ, let's shift gears. Week four in the NFL, we've been talking a lot of Bills and Dolphins. Uh, you spoke with Gene about it on your show yesterday. Uh, which direction are you leaning here for a Sunday in Orchard Park?
7: Yeah, it was great having Gene on. You know, it, it's going to be such a good game with so interesting about it guys is that we have a team that just dropped 70 points in an NFL game and they're underdogs this week right so it's it's going to be hard for people not to take the plus money with the Miami Dolphins with that being said I still think the Bills are the best team in that division and you guys know they always struggle against the Jets Allen always struggles against that defense he's looked a lot better the past two weeks but I think the difference for the Bills, guys, is they've found, they're found something with the running game and with James Cook in particular. I really am interested to see what the game plan from Ken Dorsey and McDermott are this week. Like, do you really try to run the ball? And do you have so much respect for Miami's offense that you almost play a game-control-type game, which obviously for the Bills is, is pretty surprising? I think that might be their game plan. Even though the defense has been awesome the first three weeks, we all know they're playing a different animal this week. So it's going to be a contrarian play, but I kind of think the under might be worth a look at 53-and-a-half. That's a high play. But I do like the Bills at home, guys. Anything under three I think is a good number uh, with Buffalo at home. I can't wait for the game. But the under and the Bills are kind of what I'm looking at.
1: Yeah. See that this was like my influence on PJ. Is that what it was? That's exactly what it was. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I'll tell myself that. Uh, PJ Glasser, your host has sent it in our guest here. Um, are the Browns for real? And if they are, um, they're getting, uh, you know, well, this is essentially, uh, you know, kind of a pick game. Baltimore getting two and a half on the road at Cleveland in Baltimore needing a win after a terrible loss to the Colts. So how do you play this game, PJ?
7: Guys, best bet of the week, Ravens plus three. I like them to win outright. I'm sure, I'm surprised that we've gotten to a three with the Ravens. It, it was two and a half. I thought maybe it'd go back down to two. I did not think it would get up to three, especially because the Ravens had some great news today. On the injury report, Marcus Williams, their safety was back practicing. Both of their offensive linemen, Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, were back practicing. We'll see if Marla, Marlon Humphrey can come back and play this week. Maybe another one of their defensive players as well. But we know the Ravens have just been derailed by injuries. They're starting to get a little bit healthy. And Lamar Jackson, guys, as an underdog in the regular season, he's 10-0-1 against the spread. Lamar's never lost you money as an underdog, if you bet him. ATS. So we're getting a key number this week. Divisional matchup. The Ravens, I think, bounced back after that home loss to Indianapolis, you know. You feel like you should have won that game. You lose it. This is kind of the get back game. So I uh, I like the Ravens guys plus three. That's my favorite bet on the board.
4: Steelers minus three traveling to Houston and they're two and one, but their offense hasn't looked anything uh, lights like lights out at all. Uh, and the Texans coming off a big win um, against a divisional opponent in Jacksonville. Which direction are you leaning for Steelers Texans, PJ?
7: So guys, it's an interesting game because I really think this is a great spot to fade Pittsburgh. Something I always look for throughout the NFL season is teams that have back to back prime time games and then have a, like a sleepy spot the next week, which is exactly what Pittsburgh has one o'clock game on the road against Houston. Oh, by the way, they're at, they play Baltimore at home next week. So it's like a potential letdown plus a look ahead spot. I think it's an awesome week to fade Pittsburgh. With that being said, it does feel like we're buying a little bit high on the Texans, right? Like they just had a big upset win on Jacksonville. People are really starting to like Stroud and this offense a little bit. I feel like this number should be more like four. And I think maybe the scheduling spot is built into the line a little bit. So I really want to fade the Steelers this week. Um, But I'm hoping we get a a three-and-a-half or a four. If we get that, I would play the Texans. At three right now, I still kind of lean that way. But, uh, again, it's early in the week. Hold off and maybe hope we can get a Houston three-and-a-half or plus-four ticket.
1: PJ, do we want to go anywhere near Saints-Buccaneers? Because, well, I I assume Carr is going to be okay or maybe not. Um, Alvin Kamara comes back but is he going to be coming back and you have to ease him in? I, I, some things I don't know about the Saints. So your thoughts here as New Orleans is giving three at home against Tampa Bay.
7: Yeah, I, Gene, a lot of unknown, right? The Kamara angle is an interesting one. Obviously, who's going to play quarterback? It looks like it's probably going to be Jameis for the Saints, but do we know? And then obviously he's going up against his former team. The Bucks have a ton of familiarity. At Saints minus three, this wasn't a play for me, but at three and a half, I do like the Bucs. We saw both the Browns and the Steelers last week, a couple of teams that played on Monday night, both won their games the following week. I think the Bucs coming off a short week, you flush out that loss to Philadelphia. They tend to always play the Saints well. And the Saints, guys, I mean, just how different they look when Derek Carr went down, I think was a little bit alarming. So in a divisional game with two very good defenses, it's going to be low scoring. I think getting the three and a half, I like Tampa.
1: So, PJ, you are the expert here, and we're still alive in our survivor pool. So let me tell we you are. how how, we, how this went here. So week one, took Baltimore, comfortable, relaxed. Week two, we took Buffalo, comfortable, relaxed. There's no not even anything close to a sweat for Kansas City over Chicago. That was enjoyable. Now I feel like, okay, now the sweat is going to happen. We took Dallas. This week, your thoughts.
7: So it's between Dallas and San Francisco for me, guys, these these two weeks. And really it just comes down to which team you want to save for later on in the season. I think both are great plays. I cannot see Arizona upsetting Dallas and San Francisco two weeks in a row. I just can't see it. Maybe they do it. I can't see it. So I think you're good with San Francisco. And then Dallas, guys, coming off of a loss, playing San Francisco next week, if they lose this game, they could very easily be two and three. And after the Trayvon Diggs injury, that could not be good for that locker room. It's a must win. I think the statue that is Mac Jones back there against that Dallas pass rush is going to be a nightmare. So I like either play. I think Dallas or San Francisco...
4: You're good either way. This is why PJ's our guy, right? Yeah. Like he said, pretty much exactly what we said yesterday right around this time when we were trying to dissect and figure out what our best play was. Now, we're going Dallas because we like the, the home team. We're going Dallas because of all the reasons you said. And we try to avoid those divisional games where weird things can happen, even though yep. we look at San Francisco and think, all right, well, San Francisco looks like the best team in football right now
7: exactly exactly and look i like arizona first half i mean they've been winning at halftime in all three of their games so i think they can get off to a good start but i agree with you guys i think the niners are the best team in football right now and uh there's a reason that they are two touchdown favorites at home so i think they win i think
4: dallas wins as well pj great catching up with you uh, appreciate you having gino on the show yesterday and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week with more winners all right bud absolutely great talking to you guys enjoy the week he is Thanks, the host PJ. of send it in odyssey sports betting insider pj glasser insider calls presented by betmgm go check out all the latest lines today on the betmgm
1: app that almost looks inviting if you which game will this go okay i'll just take the plus money the dolphins it's either two and a half or three depending on where you shop he's just like no no feel comfortable about the buffalo bills so that there's an expert right there. That's uh, you should feel better. Uh, Buffalo fix the under too.
4: Nice contrarian play. The because un- that, that that over under is high. You, you're you're a lot of people are going to think that Miami's going to score seventy every week. They're not. They're not. And especially not against a good defense. They'll get their plays. But I think McDermott's defense. You know, bend but don't break is cliche. But I feel like that's what this defense will be against good offenses like Miami. Bend but don't break. And big plays will happen, and will probably frustrate you. But can they keep them out of the end zone? I think, yeah, they can for the most part. Uh, great stuff from PJ there. Some some plays for you in college football, and also in Week Four the NFL and we'll get that up and on demand for you as well. You can watch there, you can watch that on 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 our YouTube channel. You can watch it on on Twitch at the Fan Rochester or search out the sports bar wherever you get your podcast. Michael uh, tweeted at us earlier today on X and uh, said that he appreciates that we now have our entire show up for you broken up hour by hour. Wherever you get your podcast, so if you subscribe to the Sports Bar, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, of course the free to download Odyssey app, you'll get all of our content for you right there, break, broken down
1: hour by hour. Yeah, that uh, that is great for like the, the, that. No, that's happening because we understand like you have jobs. You got to pick up the kids. You've got responsibilities now. You can listen on demand. Yeah,
4: and if you uh, if you, if that's not your thing, you'd rather like go back and listen. We have like a DVR for audio called Rewind, which is inside the Odyssey app as well. When you're listening to the Sports Bar, you can go back and listen to any part of the show that you may have missed for the next 72 hours. That exists as well. So no no excuses. Uh, when we're giving uh, giving you great uh, content like what PJ is is pushing out there and some winners for this weekend, you can get that anywhere you
1: get your shows. Dan writing in. Not our Dan. This is another Dan. Uh, I add another Dan to the list because I still have the Twitter bird rebelling against Musk.
4: Hmm. I think people don't update their apps. Huh? I, I, I mean, I just have mine automatically. I don't have time to manually manage which apps get updated and which ones don't. I'd rather everything work. Just go ahead. I don't care. It, you know, the people that are worried about, you know, Big Brother watching you or, or you know, have them having control of when your apps update, those are the ones that I worry about. Because what are you hiding? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid that they're going to find? I'm not worried about any of that. Uh, LeBaron Harsh. I'd yeah. rather listen to four hours of Doug Whaley before I listen to D.A. Well, LeBaron, you'll get your wish, D.A. Uh, moving on. And uh, I don't have a start date for Maggie and Perloff, <laughs> but
1: Maggie and Perloff will be your new morning team wow. here on the Fan Rochester. He also added, I'd rather listen to Gene talk immediately after he woke before he had his morning coffee than D.A. LeBaron. LeBaron, you want to give me the... Uh, nut? I will call you at 5.30 LeBaron. tomorrow morning. That's when I get up, and I'll be like, LeBaron, you, wanna, you, you want buddy? to... Who hurt you, buddy? Who hurt you today? Why was LeBaron? You want to talk about the Rochester Chargers, LeBaron? It's pretty salty. All yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink to that is coming up next in the sports bar. Oh, barn. give me all the drama that's in the New York... Just, boy, this is why we love the NFL. Two weeks ago, wow, the toast. My goodness, this was a fun story, and now... Oh, we're back to this. The locker room potentially rebelling, and is this actually going to lead to a trade? Hmm. I think the Jets actually do this, and I think actually it actually would make sense. I've got thoughts on that. And, yes, the palate cleanser that is Deion Sanders sound after a loss, of course— Coach Prime is going to say something. He's doing this on a level that is completely different than any other coach. We'll play you this audio, and then you'll see what I'm talking
4: about. You just said something interesting. You said, this is why we love the NFL. There's one man who, by the time we get to week 10, will be hating the NFL. And it's it's funny uh, because he's been associated with it for so many years. But by the time we get to week 10... He's going to oh. have had enough,
1: and I'll explain <laughs> I'm why. I'm not even looking. I can kind of guess, I'm going right? to explain why. He, uh, what's going on? Does he tuck through his teeth sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, we'll get to uh, Al Michaels here in a little pit in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia with some takes on tap. I'll drink to that on the way next on The Fan.
0: Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
3: Odyssey. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 957 FM and AM950 The Fan. Rochester.
6: His level of play, I would say, just generally speaking, obviously the systems are slightly different, um, but his level of play is, to I me, mean, is just as high now as it was then. He's incredibly fast, as we all know. I'm stating the obvious. Um, but um, when you have when you have uh, a player like that and then you've got uh, the other speed elements that they have, Waddle included, um, you know, it's, it's a lot to handle.
4: There's Bills head coach, Sean McDermott, Tyreek Hill, and that Dolphins offense Bill's opponent coming up here on Sunday. Time for some takes. It's all drink to that in the sports bar with Danger and
1: Bataglia. Yeah, a report uh, from Rich Samini that oh, here we are again with the Jets locker room. Then this happened last year with uh, the Jets after they lost ten to three to New England, and here there's another report that. Well, the Jets locker room upset with head coach Robert Sala, thinking that he's babying quarterback Zach Wilson. (laughs) Apparently, there was some quote where Sala was talking about one defensive miscue, but um, how about your offense there, coach? Uh, Well, comes this rumor today. Could the Jets be looking to trade for a veteran quarterback? Now, is this real? Is this New York media generated? Didn't they already do this? Well, they did, and that guy's out for the season. Yeah. They're going to do it again? Well, they could. Very easily. Like, if you take a look around, which team in the AFC right now isn't going to go anywhere? And the answer would be Tennessee. The answer should be the Jets should trade for Ryan Tannehill. Look, Tennessee is invested in not one, but two recent draft picks at quarterback. They need to find out what actually they have there. And the question is, all right, you do this, what should Tennessee get in return? Now, don't laugh, Danger, but i went the Titans. I asked for a number one. Remember, Teddy Bridgewater went down. The Eagles. Someone uh, somehow got a number one for Sam. If Braver. the
4: Jets give up a one for Tannehill, they are truly the most dysfunctional organization in the NFL. That would be such a colossal mistake. Such a colossal. Mistake. If they gave up a one, now I'm not. Right. I'm not saying Where's no the line? to the trade for a quarterback. But you ever think with Tennessee, the reason why Ryan Tannehill is out there? is because he still gives them the best chance to win, that they're not really interested in evaluating what they have in Malik Willis or or in Will Levis, that, that, that Tannehill is the guy that on a Sunday will still, even though he's horrible, will still give you the best chance to win. So what does that say about the guys that they have waiting in the wings? They don't have confidence in those guys. Right. That's why, hey, you want Tannehill? A number one, perfect. It's Not going to happen. I mean, I I get it. And I don't hate the idea. If you're the Jets, something has to give, right? Like, you've got to get somebody in there because it ain't Wilson, right? It's clear that Zach Wilson just isn't going to be the dude. The dude that you need back there. The guy that can command a a huddle. The guy that can lead men. He's not that guy. He wasn't that guy last year. They ruined his confidence last year. They brought in Aaron Rodgers. Again, no confidence in, in Wilson. And now Wilson has to lead the team. He's what, what, what does he stand to gain? Wilson, at this point, probably thinking of his like, just get me out of here. Just get me through my my rookie deal, and I'll go be a backup somewhere. I'll, I'll follow
1: the Sam Darnold plan. Boy, the Jets would welcome Sam Darnold back at this point. Would they not?
4: I, I don't know that he's necessarily an upgrade from what you have. I mean, he's been bad. But Tannehill isn't good. Darnold isn't good. Like, they had a good quarterback. Like, it's unfortunate. You put all your eggs in an almost 40 year old or 40 year old quarterback. Is he 40 now? I think he turned 40. 39, 40. 36?
1: Rodgers? Oh, I thought you were talking about Tannehill. No, no, no. Rodgers is 40. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So you put all your eggs in that basket, and, and he lasted four plays before he started to break down.
1: Well, name me instances where quarterbacks actually, starting quarterbacks in the NFL actually get traded in midseason. It doesn't happen. Right. So, and and to your point, Mike Frabel doesn't give a crap about developing quarterbacks. He's thinking, "Let me win this week's game." He's a meathead.
4: Yeah, he's a meathead that only wants to win on Sunday. That's it. That's all he cares about. If you can't give me a chance of doing that, I will find somebody who will. I don't think he cares about either developing either of those two guys. I think they're just waiting, and they're not getting reps, and they're not going to get. They're not going to get a true test or be able to really see what they have in either of those guys. Whenever they put Willis out there, I mean, it's always fun because he's he's dynamic and he's an athlete, but he's he's kind of a mess, right? He like uh he's like uh from a distance he looks
1: you know magnificent. But then you watch his game up close, you're like, "Ooh, Well, uh, this is what happened. To Liberty was running a high school offense, and that's why he slipped to the third round. So, he's he pr- I understand why they didn't unleash him last year, but if he hasn't seen the field by now, if he's third string right now, and, something's wrong. And also, Tannehill is not a guy that's worried about developing
4: these guys. He's just as go- gone as far as to say so. Like, I'm not here to develop my replacement. Like, okay. I mean, like, that's if that's how you want to roll, that's fine. You're not really showing any loyalty to the team, and you're only thinking about yourself, but okay.
1: Let me give you another player. What about Cousins? If Minnesota continues to lose and Cousins you don't he's not going to be the long-term plan. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
4: I mean, what are you asking for for Cousins if you're the Vikings? Are you asking for a first? They once upon a time gave up a first, so yeah. It's crazy.
1: I don't think any of it happens. Come on, I'm trying to wish this into existence. I know. But but you know what we
4: should do? We should give up a one, sure, but let's just sit back and enjoy the fact that the Jets are going to probably suffer for the majority of this year because they went all in on a guy that is kind of a jerk, right? Yeah. It's fine. Like and you know they get the win week one against the Bills and that still stings. But I still have the image of Woody Johnson wearing that cheesy '90s hip hop. What bling was that? Yeah. That it, like, you mean to tell me that's the owner? That's the guy that runs things? And you're that's a functional organization? That guy runs a functional organization? They're a mess. They're a mess. They're the Jets, and and you see it time and time again in the NFL. And even when teams play well, the Bengals are playing. Well, the last couple of years, they're still the Bengals. They're still going to screw things up. Every team has its own la- layer, multiple layers of just dis- the Bills are just dis- have some layers of dysfunction. We've seen it already this year. How is Takeo Spikes sitting behind uh, an overhang?
1: Right, I, like these little things that pop up. It's like okay, there's there's, there's Tim, some issues. Yeah, Tim Graham had a piece uh, today. Uh, he has it out and kind of an update on it. I guess. If Spikes wanted to move to a different part of what that box was, he could have, he could have, but he wanted to make it a point. Yeah. And in this article, there's a quote from Bruce Smith that says, yeah, this has been yeah. an issue. Like, yeah, there's, there's, this is eroded over the years, the Buffalo Bills and their alums, the current management not connecting. with It's, them. it's pretty damning. And I get that Spikes probably exaggerated it a little bit for
4: effect, but it does bring to light a bigger problem. Like let them hang out in the owner's box. What are we doing? This is this is not this is not like a hard problem to fix. It's an easy fix. Do the right thing.
1: Unless just talking in general terms, if your owner was like Elon Musk and just didn't have people <laughs> skills, maybe just just give him a box and have the family in yeah, there. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, how about this weekend in the NFL? You have four winless teams that remain throughout uh through through the three weeks of the season here. Four, all four of those winless teams, they're matching up on Sunday. You've got two games that you can just not even concern yourself with. The the Bears and the uh and and the the Broncos, the, the Vikings and the Panthers. Just gross. Also gross, the upcoming slate of primetime games. You have Packers Lions tomorrow. Now that should be fun. But then it's followed by those Jets and the Chiefs on Sunday. Yuck. Giants, Seahawks on Monday. And if you want insult to injury for our friend Grumpy Al Michaels, look at what happens when you look ahead on the Thursday night schedule. Because next week on Thursday night, I can't wait to hear the promos tomorrow night for next week. I have not looked. Bears, commanders. (laughs) Putrid. Week six. Jags-Saints. That's week six for Thursday Night Football. Not great, Bob. Followed by Bucks and Bills week seven, which, you know, by the looks of it right now, that could be a one-sided affair, not really a compelling matchup. Titans-Steelers week eight. Mm -hmm. And then we should get peak Grumpy Owl when the Panthers play the Bears in week nine. Nine times. Late season flexing is possible this year. Let me rephrase that, Gene. Late season flexing is a necessity this year. None of these games are going to draw a big
1: audience on Thursday night. Get ready for Grumpy oh, Hell. Oh, no. Now, you bring this up. Bills fans love their regiment. They're planning ahead. I don't want, hey, we're going to go down to wherever. And, oh, wait, that game isn't on Sunday. It's going to be on Thursday. So I'm I'm hoping this does not Somehow involve the Buffalo Bills because you have the crappy Bears on. Also, sidebar: baseball playoffs begin next week. Mm. Bears Commanders still will beat whatever baseball playoff game is going to be on that night. That bears Commanders
4: that- on Prime will outdraw the Major League Baseball playoffs. Yes, that night. Yeah, <sighs> you, right? Wouldn't you think? I, I look. I don't really know what the numbers are on Prime. I don't. I don't. They don't tout them, right? Yeah, we don't hear about those, which lead me to believe that it's probably not as great as as they originally thought it was going to be, but, you know, hey, we're billionaires, and who cares? We're just throwing money away. Uh, yeah, that, that schedule for Prime,
1: yuck. Al is going to be peak grumpy. Big mad Al. I know we're running late here, Danger, but I got to play this for you. You know why people love Coach Prime? Where do I start? Yeah, well, for one... There's no coach speak. It's only direct speak. What you want to hear, not couching things. Listen to this question, okay? And it's a legit question that was posed to Deion Sanders as to why a five star recruit. His name is Kamari McLean. He plays corner. He's not not seeing the field. So that's the question. Like, why isn't this top recruit not seeing the field? Uh, coach Prime doesn't even wait for the question to wrap up here. Last week,
3: they- Cormani seeing the field was up to Cormani. Uh, I wonder if you could elaborate on what you want to see him do, one, and two, did he help his case? Study, lady, prepare. Lady, lady, Study, lady. prepare. Be on time for meetings. Show up to the darn meetings. Understand what we're doing as a scheme. Want to play this game. Desire to play this game. Desire to be the best in this game at practice, in the film room, uh, and on your own free time. You do know that I check film time for each player upon the week. Thursday, I need film times from the whole staff so I can see who's been preparing. And that's just not about Kamani; it's about a multitude of them. So if I don't see that, that it, you would be a fool to put somebody out there they're unprepared.
4: He's best. He's best. I love that, yeah. and he's absolutely right. Can you imagine, like? Uh, if that in the NFL, Kyler, let me see your film study. Let me see how much have you done.
1: What are you talking about, Coach? I, I don't care. If like that's why it would never work in the yeah. NFL.
4: Yeah, and, and he's gone as far as to admit it. Like What I do in college would not work in the NFL. They're grown men. They're professionals. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play this sport. What I'm doing in college, I'm trying to shape these guys, mold these guys. And everything you said there, study, prepare, be on time for meetings. Like that, Those are the reasons why you're not seeing him on the field. Makes sense. It makes sense. You want to be here? Nothing gets handed to you. you got to work for it.
1: I love it. Yeah. And if uh, this doesn't work out, you can go somewhere else because right. I will recruit somebody to take your job. That's absolutely right.
4: All right. We get to Armando Salguero outkick. We'll talk some Bill's Dolphins. We'll talk some NFL with the great Armando. We love when Mr. Salguero stops by the sports bar, the original Mr. 305 uh, stopping by the sports bar next. Danger and Bataglia, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester.
0: Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C. Odyssey.